This is the Your Church Friends Podcast, and we are back with Season 2. Join us as we sit down with some of our church friends to discuss these topics and more. What is worship? Can I trust God? How should I study my Bible? And popular Christian catchphrases. It's Season 2 of the Your Church Friends Podcast. Our Church Friends. Enjoy. Enjoy. All right, welcome to Your Church Friends Podcast. I am Chris. I'm Mirlich. And I am Dewey. And we are here with our friend Dewey. How you guys doing? Dewey, who, what was it earlier? You said Dewey, who's kind of screwy. Don't mess with me, I know Kung Fu-y. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was it. I was freestyling before this, yeah. yeah and knowing you, I, I believe that you probably do know Kung fu A little bit, yeah. All right, so Dewey, tell us about yourself real quick, like, and then we'll get started uh, into uh, what this episode's about. I'm Dewey. I go to church with you guys here in Bellflower. We're here to talk about Celebrate Recovery and the benefits to it of church, uh, I'm a recovering alcoholic and drug addict and compulsive eater, and uh, here to speak to you about my opinion about Celebrate Recovery. So that actually did my job for me. I don't even have to say what the show's about. So we're talking about Celebrate Recovery. Let's get into it then. Cool. What is Celebrate Recovery? Uh, Celebrate Recovery is a recovery program for believers. The program is based upon Christian beliefs, Christian values versus uh, secular 12-step. You know, we still you know, practice those 12 steps, but there's also the uh, eight principles uh, based upon the you know, Bible of Beatitudes, more Christ-oriented versus you get to choose your own God, like a secular 12-step program. You know, you can, you know, G-O-D, you know, group of druggies, group of drunks, uh, your higher power is the doorknob, you know, you get to choose your own God. Us as believers, we know that who God is, and he's the God of the Bible, and, you know, the Trinity and whatnot. So, a little bit different when it comes to celebrate recovery and traditional twelve step versus A A N A C E A O A, you know, whatever A you choose to practice when it comes to your hurts, habits, and hangups. Yeah, so within that when you're talking about oh being able to choose your God, because in the twelve steps it's oh according to a God of your understanding, right? And that's where it starts off, which I get because it's kind of inclusive to like, hey, you know, we want people we just want to help people, but you need to recognize there's something beyond you. But whereas CR is coming in by no, we know that the true power comes through Christ. So that's where, you know, we're just going to say, here's where, you know, who you need to come to. Yeah, as as Christians, as believers, we, we know who our God is. We don't, you know, have multiple gods or we're not, you know, existentialist or whatever. But um, in traditional 12-step, you have the ability to choose your own, quote-unquote, higher power. Years ago in uh, original 12-step, um, they added on to the third step, turn your will and life over the care of God. And then they actually italicized and they added on as we understood him. And that gave you a, a broad ability to choose your own higher power. So in Celebrate Recovery, we're a Christian broke program and we uh, believe in the, the God of the Bible. That, that does lead me, well, it kind of takes us into the next question I had about it. And you guys are already touching on it. Like what's the difference between um, CR and, and A and AA? And I guess for me, sitting here with both of you guys, because I mean, the common based idea for celebrate recoveries in churches, and, and I like that we're going to start breaking up like what separates it from these other programs that are from the world. But the common based idea for church growing up for me was that celebrate recovery was for people who had drug problems, alcohol problems. And uh, I, I think the philosophy changed a little bit now today, right? So to hear like this, because both of you guys kind of came from that background of drugs and alcohol and stuff like that, where me, myself, I done none of that so for me celebrate recovery is like well okay that's for and i think we have that term here at a church right 
those people. Yeah, there there is that that uh, invisible wall within the church when it comes to celibate recovery, and at the same time, you have that in traditional twelve step too. Let me just mention real quick. This is all my opinion. I don't come from any kind of uh, leadership when it comes to uh, any kind of twelve step program or any kind of recovery thing. So yeah, everything is my opinion, but um, I believe that celibate recovery is uh, needed in the church. It is something where we can actually specifically work on ourselves when it comes to those hurts, comma, habits, comma, and hang-ups. It's available for anyone in the church that want to choose to work the tools of celebrate recovery, but you have individuals in the church that really feel like they don't have a problem, quote-unquote, where they have to specifically look at it. So it's available for individuals in the church, but at the same time, it's all-inclusive. So like, for example, I've listened to podcasts of you and you talk about what is it you you have um, you have an issue with um, everything anger. Not, not everything but <laughs> life you, people you, you talk about um, I, social anxiety yeah social anxiety mm-hmm. well you know that can be a, a problem for you to a point where you really have to look at that well you can go talk to a professional you can you know go talk to the pastor but maybe it stems from something in your past that maybe you, it would benefit for you to look at through working the eight principles of CR or the 12 steps of, of recovery. Yeah. And I've had several conversations with you, Dewey, just looking at the CR program, you know, taking those steps and going through the principles that for me, I really see it as discipleship to where the, uh, the common conception or misconception or whatever of CR is like, oh, it's for those people. Like, I don't have yeah. those problems but really, as you said, the hurts, comma, hangups, comma. Yeah. And wait, hurts, habits, and hangups, right? Because yes. to me, when I'm really looking at it, the more that I've looked at it and then just kind of looked at the realities of coming into trying to live a godly life is that we are all recovering sin addicts. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, cool. Like mine was drugs. What was yours? It might not have been drugs or, you know, like whatever the thing is. And just like, oh, yeah, well, you were a good person. But it's like you were still coming from a life to where you weren't obedient to God and the things that were keeping you from that obedience and from really living a spirit filled, abundant life. Like you have hurts, you have habits, you have hang ups to where we've all been hurt in this world. And I've seen so many people that like great people that have never gone to like the quote unquote depths that I've gone to but just have gotten beat up through things. And just like, how do I forgive these people? Or how do I move on from like everyone around me was involved in that and I'm trying to do better. But, you know, there's so much to that, that when I look at CR, Celebrate Recovery and Materials, like I'm almost seeing it more and more as, hey, do you want to become a Christian? Here's your starting point that you should really go through these things. Just imagine like everything, like alcoholism, drug addiction, survivor of incest, you name it, you know, it, it a lot of it comes down to the core of being a sinner, you know? So um, some of us actually struggle with those things so badly that we have to look at it from a professional standpoint or a personal standpoint. A lot of people just don't come to faith in Jesus, and all of a sudden they're like, you know, like Jim Carrey talks about universal galactic oneness, you know, in, in uh, Ace Ventura. We have a lot of things going on. No, seriously. And so like universal galactic oneness, you know, I'm whole now. No, we... We have a lot of things that we have to work on when it comes to those habits, those hang-ups. You know, some of us in the church, you know, go through a divorce. Uh, some of us go through uh, being abused as a kid. Some of us are just so angry, they're stuck on on anger, and they have to look at it. Uh, that's what CR is all about. Yeah. 
codependency, people pleasing, like all the stuff. It's not just like, oh, for those people. See, in the, the church we attend, you know, a, a large portion of the CR, the CR congregants are actually, a lot of them are drug addicts and alcoholics. So a lot of people sort of stay away from CR, but you'll go to a, a, a CR like in Orange County and you have people that are just like, well, I'm angry. I'm depressed. I struggle with like self-esteem issues or sexual integrity. And it's like, wow, really? You know, okay. And, and, and that's their, their hang up. And it's not like that here because, you know, we have a lot of issues with drugs and alcohol here in Bellflower. So I think that's a really good point that you brought up there, too, is the, uh, the Ace Ventura thing, um, that there is a common misconception. Uh, that Ace Ventura thing made me laugh. But there is a common misconception that when we do become a Christian, that we do then become like this complete, perfect human being, that all the stuff that we dealt with beforehand just automatically is is dead to us. But uh, for me... I know that coming into church that I deal still with the stuff that I deal with. And I do like that you're, you guys keep phrasing the things of like celebrate recovery is for people with hangups, habits, or hurts because we all have habits, hangups, or hurts. I'll talk about mine, like depression, right? So that stems from a habit or a hangup or a hurt that I had in my life that has caused now me to feel this way. Same thing with social anxiety. I can pinpoint memories as a child being around a large group of people that just freaked me out to the point where now oh okay this is something I deal with and so I then deal with that and growing up with it like especially the social anxiety it almost turned to like an outlash like I was lashing out at people because of it and that was how I how I dealt with it or then I would just stay in at home in my cave because that was how I dealt with it and then we get into the idea of like alcohol or drugs or other things those all stem from habits or hurts or hangups in their lives, and that is how they deal with it. Um, and I could be completely wrong with it, but that's kind of what I'm putting together as you guys are talking about. Like, CR is such a – it's more than just for – like you said, Murdoch, it is a good like, hey, you want to become a Christian? Here's a good starting point because this is going to help you deal with the junk. And a lot of times we get caught up coming to church and like, I'm junk-free now, but we still got junk. Yeah. So and a go, lot of me wants to keep staying in the trunk, but I'm going <laughs> to yeah. not say that. But going back to what you were saying, when it comes to like your own personal hurts, it doesn't necessarily have to be you know, some form of chemical that you're like dependent upon. Things that are hurt, like when you learn something, you're hurt when you were a kid, and it still impacts you as an adult today. So we have these step studies in CR where we actually look at those things for face value. So let's say someone who is like a survivor of incest, which is a horrific thing to have to go through. But at the same time, those things that happen to you, those repetitive things, it impacts you in a certain way and you learn to live life like either wrong or indifferent. Coping or, mechanisms to yeah, survive through it. You know, yeah. so it's just not about drugs or alcohol. You know, there's things that impact you, you know, like being abused, uh, going through like a horrific divorce. Um, you know, I went through a divorce that was like two and a half years and, and being clean and sober. And um, I had to write about it because it really uh, impacted me in, in a derogatory way, a real negative way, and it it changes you. You know, it's it's a horrific thing to have to go through. But as believers, we have to go through those things. You know, because life happens. You know, people die, we get hurt. You know, we we act out. You know, so that's what celebrate recovery is all about. It's not just about habits or addictions. It's about hangups. It's about hurts. Um, it's it's the whole umbrella. The coping mechanism thing, when you said that Murdoch did like click something in my brain. So I sprained my ankle about three weeks ago. 
and took a week off and then decided I'm going to start working out again. And it's been painful. So I've been gingerly moving on it even when I'm running. But what that's caused is because I've been trying to deal with not aggravating that more, I've been putting more pressure on other parts of my body. So now my knee's hurting a little bit more. So in coping with this one injury, I've then created another injury within my own body. And I I think a lot of times with us as Christians, when we don't deal with the actual root cause of whatever's hurting our life or our spiritual walk with God, then we start creating other little ones here and there. And that's where we have to like, you know, a good place to help get it cleaned up is CR. You see, you're talking about physical mechanics when it comes to being an athlete or a runner. Well, I'm talking about spiritual mechanics. Mm -hmm. These are things that impact us in a negative way. And we've actually, you know, started to rest on certain things. And we're like, our equilibrium is not right, especially when we come to Christ, because we're still hung up on something or we still have this hurt or uh, this dependency on something. And, um, you know, you you can go to every church in America on Sunday. And I, I personally believe that everyone has something in their life that they can look at for face value. And through the principles of Celebrate Recovery, um, have a, a certain level of freedom and awareness that would impact their Christian walk forever. And Chris, I'm really glad that this stuff is connecting for you, because I know that you thought that you were inviting Dewey here um, as a guest, but really me and Dewey are bringing you, because later on today, <laughs> yes. tonight, there is Celebrate Recovery, and he was listening to the podcast, we all know it, like you've got these anger issues when you're driving, all this stuff, so it's starting to make sense, uh, so tonight at 7 p.m. 7 p.m. Ooh, 7 p.m. That's, that's a little Chris, this is your intervention, right. sorry. <laughs> you know. yeah. That's what we're doing here. Uh, no, but good. really bringing all these things together, and I know that Celebrate Recovery, you're mentioning the principles, but just to bring it to some of the steps, because we're talking about some of these things, and people who are listening might not know, or even me, I was like, okay, yeah, the 12 steps. And when I was first getting clean, my dad was like, hey, you got to come with me to some meetings. And, you know, he was really taking care of me. He was like, you got to come to church. You got to come to meetings. And church did me more good than the meetings. Just, I don't know if it was just the meetings that I was at. But I wish that I would have paid more attention to the steps and to the principles, especially when you get to, uh, like, number four, we made a searching and fearless moral inventory of yourself. So it's like, hey, really check yourself. Make that inventory. Number five, we admit to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. So you bring into confession to God, to somebody else. Number six, we are entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. So you come in in repentance. I want to change. Like, I, God is showing me what it is. I've confessed it, and I want to move away from it. We humbly ask him to remove all of our shortcomings. We, then we get into number eight, where this is where I really say this is discipleship that a lot of the church misses. Number eight, we made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Because a lot of times in the church, we can just be like, oh man, like, I hope that they forgive me or God, like, forgive me for this thing. And you never actually go to the person to make amends. And biblically, real forgiveness and repentance is you're supposed to go and make restitution and make it right. Number nine, we made direct amends to such people whenever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. And then 10, the ongoing, we continue to take personal inventory when we were wrong, promptly admitting it. And that's four through nine all over again, number 10. Yeah. Yeah. So the neat thing about that is, you know, as a Christian, we we come to Jesus and we're forgiven. Okay. Slate cleaned, you know, we're forgiven, you know, we're white as snow, you name it, right? So we have that freedom in our life as Christians. But the thing is, is, we learn things wrong. We have hangups. Um, we're still stuck on things like, you know, I, I'm, I'm a Christian. I'm forgiven. But 
I'm not going to give up that yet because I just, I'm not willing to give it up. I don't know how to. Mm-hmm. That's what CR is all about. Like for me, again, going into like, man, I wish that I had spent time in this is because God did a miraculous thing for me when it came to drugs. It was just like, cool, cold turkey. You can walk away from that. And thank God, because when I know other people and just like how big of a struggle that can be, it's like, oh, that was such a grace on my life. But then I hadn't been sober for too long before I'd gotten married and moved into having a kid and, and that whole life. And man, my past life of, of dating and just relationships and everything was my trust with people was completely broken and all of these different things. And how do I interact with people? Because my past relationships was like, oh, women cheat on me, you know? So now it's like, I'm married to this woman, just like all of that is going on. And those are past hurts. Those are things to get hung up on. It's like, my wife is the best person that anybody could possibly ever know. But I needed, as you were saying, like sometimes you just don't know how to be. You don't know the different thing of doing and yeah, for CR to really, it's not just, I didn't necessarily need to come to CR for, hey, how do I quit the drugs? I was like, I'm fine. Like, that's a past part. But these hurts and these habits and these hangups, like, I want to be a better person. I don't know how to do that. Yeah, the drugs is just a symptom. Yeah. Once you take the drugs away, then you have to deal with the sinner or, or the drug addict in the, in the raw form. And that's where CR comes in. You know, with people in the church, you know, they're forgiven, slates cleaned. But they they really don't want to go in detail of their sin or their past hurts or anything. So that's where I see the difference with church versus uh, CR. And then you have people in traditional 12-step that want to choose a God of their own understanding, but yet they don't want that religious stuff. So they want to stay in the secular way of their recovery and not have to learn about Jesus. So I really like that the drugs are just a symptom. Because when we look at like what's going on with you and why are you acting a certain way and what's happening, the symptoms are the tell sign of like the real cause, like what's really going down with you and how then do we treat that? For me, if I can go in a little personal and in detail, the reason why I love Celebrate Recovery so much is because, yeah, I, I, I got clean and sober when I was 21. But then when I was doing my third step, you know, you you know, choose a, a God, if you would, uh, who turned your wound life over the care of God, quote unquote, as you understood him. I started to research God, but at the same time, I, I read about Confucius and Buddha and Dianetics and nothing really clicked for me. So eventually I went to an AA meeting and shared about it. This woman said, come back next week and I'll give you something. I thought she wanted to date me. I still wasn't all good yet, you know, so <laughs> so I came back all dressed up and cologned up, you know, and I had my eyebrows done and everything. No, I'm just kidding. But um, <laughs> I came back and she's like, well, let me get you something. And she walked to her car and she came back and she gave me a Bible. And I was like, so disappointed. But at the same time, I was grateful she did it because that Bible was a life recovery Bible. And it showed uh, the 12 steps, and the 12 traditions and the shortcomings of Bible characters. And um, it really put a, um, a spin on recovery when it came to a biblical standpoint. And so I read that Bible for like two months before I told my sponsor, I'm like, hey, this, this Bible thing, it's really clicking. So That's an amazing thing to where when you actually read the Bible and can understand it and you go, wait, 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 that's what's in this book? <laughs> yeah. There actually is help for me in here? Like this, yeah, this is from God. Because if you're all that you ever know about the Bible is either Bible stories from when you were a kid or what other people say about it. Because that was the same thing that happened for me. Again, going back to one of the requirements for me moving back in with my parents, you know, when I got sober was come to church. I remember sitting in church and whatever the pastor was talking about, because I was still, you know, trying to get into stuff. And 
I did what most will do, tuning out the pastor, started flipping through the Bible that was there, and I started re- reading in Romans 7. It was talking about, I find that there's this power within me. Even when I want to do good, I end up doing the thing that I don't want to do. And I can see the thing that's good, and I want to live that life. And I felt that that's who I was when I was an addict, is that there is a me that can't find a way of living. Like, there's a good me inside of me, but, like, I can't do that. I just always end up doing all this screwed up stuff. And, like, why am I doing that? And I saw that right in the Bible, and I went, why is nobody telling anybody that this is the kind of stuff that's in here? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. all that I ever heard about this thing was the flood and, you know, Noah and Samson and these different things. Like, this is what I needed. So that's really where I went, okay, I'm, I'm going to keep reading this book. See, in the first, in the first half of the, of the uh, first step, it's, it's powerless over the, the hurt, the habit, the hang-up. But a lot of people overlook the second half, which your life is unmanageable. And to me, that is where the sin has just impacted you in such a, a negative way that the way you live life is like totally wrong. Like it's just you're busted, you're you're broken, you're um just you you're you're off kilter, you know. And and I think you have to get to a point like that in order to be willing to look at to what now what do I do with my life? Yeah, the one thing I'm I'm really liking is the idea that when we put together like what CR is and everything is that when when you mention the symptoms and it it leads to okay the symptoms is just the idea of like now you kind of know what's going on with the person there's something wrong, but that's all the symptoms of sin in our life. And what CR really does then is it presents there's the symptom, but here's the remedy, which is Christ. And this in your life will then help with that with that. Uh, illness or that disease that we're all facing. So we'll, we'll get into more of that when we come back from this break. This episode of Your Church Friends is brought to you by Energy Drinks, the easy replacement for any addictive substance in your life. Energy Drinks, helping you on your road to recovery. Hello church friends, Chris here to tell you about the Celebrate Recovery Ministry. Celebrate Recovery is a wonderful ministry that helps you address the hurts in your life, the habits you can't break, and the hangups you have. The Celebrate Recovery at the church I attend meets every Friday night at 7 p.m. If you are in the Southern California area and around the city of Bellflower, please feel free to stop by. The address is 14722 Clark Avenue, Bellflower, California, 90706. As we like to say at our church, it's not just for those people, but for everyone. Now back to the show. All right, we're back. And so far, we've really been talking about the recovery side, which obviously we're talking about that. But I really like that it's celebrate recovery. And I like that when going to a CR meeting, there's the time where we go, all right, who has been sober or clean and free or f- free from whatever it is that you're working through for today, right? And you can go up. I'm, I'm right. There is the chip for one day. Newcomers, right? yes. The newcomers chip and just really the celebration. And everybody's like, yeah, cool. Like one day, because we know how much it is to, to come to that point. You work through all the denial. You come to the point, you're like, I made it through a day. And I know it was different stuff that I worked through. It's like, when was the last time that you had a day free from whatever that is? Like, it is a celebration. And then you get these people and you go through and, you know, you get the 30 day chip and you get 90 days and you get all that. And then you start going up to the decades and you have people who are like, man, I've been free from this forever. And it gives you such hope that I made it through a day and I've been hearing these different people's stories and he's been free from it for 25 years. 
it can be done. And I just love the celebration to it to where, again, going back to kind of the juxtaposition between the church to where sometimes we're not as open to talk about our sin and our struggle and our everything. It can be a lonely place because who in the church is going to stand up like, I didn't watch porn today. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? That's not a thing. And people aren't celebrating that. And they're like, it's a thing to be celebrated. Like you have been, that's a spiritual battle that you've been in and you're overcoming. So just really looking at those differences between like, man, we're celebrating the recovery, recognizing it is recovery and we're celebrating those steps, even if it's that first step, but just for today. And that's where I really like it. And, but obviously I really think that stuff that the church has, the one we look at, like the church that CR is lacking because it's, it's designated as, oh, that's like a ministry or that's something different within. So I know that there's two things working there and you have years of experience going through both of it. When I know that I talk about anything recovery, you can almost quote any of the books and all of the all of the everything like you are so knowledgeable on all of it but not just head smart you've lived through it so kind of what's your experience going through that between the programs of the church and well to piggyback on that that's why i think cr is so important within the church today because imagine like if chris just stood up in the middle of church and turned this little blue-haired lady and said hey i haven't watched porn today like imagine what she was to say or do and like oh she'd probably get her purse and walk away but um <laughs> or I'd say me too yeah, she's like, yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. but at the same time, we got time, a real party going. Like, it's a testimony night. Yeah, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> but just imagine, like, uh, allowing yourself to be in a church setting where you're with believers and you have the ability to be open and free when it comes to the. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. Murdoch's lost it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I really just pictured you turning and her going, "Me too." That's the visual. Me too. Yeah. Yeah, brother. Right, Praise sorry. Jesus. Dewey, <laughs> sorry, Dewey. So uh, we're, we're not going to even edit that out. That's going to stay on the show. There you go. So imagine, you know, you turn to that person, you know, and you're like, hey, I, I, I haven't slammed heroin today. And that's someone that's like never had that problem, been a believer like 50 years, you know, became a Christian when he was like 12, right? So it, it really won't relate. That's the important thing about CR. There's individuals that are in leadership like myself. And there, there's people that are pastors like Murdoch that there's a bridge that people that do struggle with those things, there's a place for them within the church. Learning, you know, at church on Sunday, sitting in the pews, that's great. You know, let the pastor do his thing, you know, sing your songs, you know, worship him. I get it. But then when do we actually have a time where we could really focus on our hurts, habits, and hangups? We take the hat off, we undo the coat, and boom, we're, we're looking at ourselves uh, for face value. What I'm really liking is the idea of like the, the celebrating that chip. And I know we just had a good laugh about the whole, you know, I haven't done this. But really, when we come to church, we don't often get to express our victories. You know, we, we come, we, we sit in a service, we worship, and that's good. That's one outward expression, and that's mainly to God. But we don't get to do it with each other much. You know, there's not, unless you're like in a life group or in a small group or something like that, then you don't get the the whole like, hey, I'm over... I'm not dealing with this anymore. But even then, that kind of stays more of like, hey, pray for me in this area. But I guess that like, let's express victory and in, in for, for a place where like, yeah, you could come up and say like, I did one day without doing whatever was my habit and people are clapping for you. That's such a motivational thing. Like it's that victory. Okay, I did one thing. I could do it again the next day. I could do it again. And that's kind of like that domino effect. Uh, I, we had Desiree on the show. And she's part of the the CR ministry also, and she was talking to me about it, about the chips. And I was like, 
you know, okay, I, I know my stuff that I have and and all that stuff. And I was like, so if I went a day without like being in depression, could I get a chip? And she was like, yeah, sure. And I was like, oh, now for some reason, I just want the chip. You know, it's that achievement for for doing something. But I really do think that I like the concept of there's a place where we can go to celebrate our victories. And why can't we in church just say like, hey, today I'm doing really good without giving into my anger. See, that's been my experience in, in both rooms, if you would, you know, getting clean and sober at 21 and then doing that third step and then becoming a Christian, you know, knowing that I needed a Lord and a Savior. Did that happen when you were 21? Like how soon between getting sober to becoming I a had, Christian? I had like 97 days. Okay. And, and, and all of a sudden it was like, boom, instant like Christian. And I was like, whoa, okay, now what do I do? Because we don't talk about Jesus and traditional 12 step in those rooms. But yet, in churches in America, still even today, like recovery and, and secular 12-step, it's like water and oil. So I can't talk about, you know, secular 12-step in, in a, a regular church or, you know, on Sundays. That's the bridge for CR, you know. And I've only been coming to church here a couple of years, and I've only been in leadership with CR a couple of years. So I, I'm sitting over at, at a place that I go to AA meetings called a snake pit, and a couple of newcomers say, hey, Dewey, I'm getting baptized. Come see me. Well, as an old timer, you know, I want to be supportive. And as a Christian, I'm like, yeah, man, you accepted Christ, you're getting baptized. I definitely want to be there. So I show up to here at church and there's like 50 people I've been going to church with, you know, and I didn't even know this church was even here, even though it's a big brick building. And I didn't even know about, you know, Celebrate Recovery. Me personally, and I talk about it all the time, I thought Celebrate Recovery was just a bunch of cholos washing cars and stuff. And and to me, I don't relate with that, you know, because I'm I'm... You know, I'm straight-laced, I'm, I'm Caucasian, you know, so uh, I, I didn't relate with that. And, and if that's, you know, your way of recovery, that, that's wonderful. But so when I started attending church here and then they talked about celibate recovery, that was perfect for me because that's like both roads for me in the one. That makes sense, too, because growing up, I guess in the 90s, you would you would call that Victory Outreach. That was the Victory Outreach Church. Yeah, and, and, and not would, to bash them. Yeah. Like that, that's and, an awesome ministry. Right. And when it comes to individuals with, with that kind of you know innate behavior and the, mm-hmm. the, the cholo and, and that, you know, that wasn't me. But it was almost synonymous with the two. Like recovery was Victory Outreach. Like that was their thing. But they yeah. were only really specifically hitting one demographic of the gangsters and those who lived that lifestyle. So they weren't hitting the demographic of the people who were dealing with drugs, who were dealing with abuse, who were dealing with uh, other things that they struggled with mentally. So, yeah. So imagine where I was at. Here it is. I had like 90-something days clean and sober, and I love Jesus, and I gave my life to him. I, I couldn't go to an old-timer in AA and talk about it because, hey, kid, don't talk about that religious stuff. You're going to get drunk. But then I couldn't go to that blue-haired lady you know, in the pew and talk to her about, like, hey, I really want to use meth. You know, uh, can you like pray with me? Can you talk with me? She doesn't have a clue. So that's, that's the bridge for CR. That's why CR is so important. Not only that, but you have people sitting in the pews that are struggling with something or going through something that they isolate, they're alone, they don't understand. There's a place for it. You know, we, we have a night for that. And we joke around about that, but you do have people that struggle with anxiety so bad or, um, you know, they, they can't stop watching porn a couple of days a week and it's affecting their marriage and, and their intimacy with their wife, you know, just imagine all hurts, habits, hangups. If you struggle with it, there's a spot for you and you won't be judged. And, and most of us, we understand, 
You know, I understand being a shopaholic. I have 13 pairs of cowboy boots that I never wear. You know, uh, I've had a stint with gambling addiction. You know, I, I love Texas Hold'em, you know, and, and I can share that openly within the ministry. And people are like, yeah, man, you know, I love 21 too. You know, I, I struggle with that. And I dump seven grand and, you know, I learn from it and never again, you know, and, and I don't do it one day at a time. So within all of this, there was one thing that you mentioned earlier that I've been a part of them, but even when I was a part of it, I never saw it all the way through to the end because I know that they even added more more books and, and I don't know if it's more books, more material to go through, but these step studies, right? So we have what I know at our church we call like the big gathering. So you have the Celebrate Recovery meeting which somebody's either giving testimony or you're going through the steps kind of from the pulpit type of thing. You break down into the, the small meeting, small group. So you have the women lessons, and men, yeah. the lessons, and you have that. But then we have these step studies. So what's that component of CR? The step studies are based upon the eight principles of Celebrate Recovery, which is, you know, the Christian version of the 12 steps, if you would. And um, we get together one night a week. We go through each book. There's one through four. There's five through eight when you continue on. Um, and it's available for individuals to sort of break down into smaller groups where my eternal hope is eventually for a, a younger guy to be able to, to, to get to know me and attach himself to me and get my phone number and have someone to reach out. You know, it's like, hey, here, here's my phone number. You know, my phone turns on at 6. It turns off at 10 p.m. You know, I, I'm here for you. I want to hear from you. I want to give back what was freely given to me and, and do it in a, in a Christian setting. So that's really where it's. It's good to come to the meetings, you know, the bigger gatherings and to have that. And you're obviously, there's a celebration, there's all of that. But when it comes to, I need to work on this myself, then the step to really get into is the step study, right? Because yeah. then you're taking the steps. And I know through going through it, you you go through part of it to where you're just kind of going, okay, let's really look at kind of your life and your background to kind of see how do you view God? Let's kind of get some scriptural view there. But then you come to the point to hey, to keep going past this point, you need to get a sponsor. Yeah. Which I think is great when you're going through something to have like you come with somebody in agreement that they say, I'm going to help you, but you have to be dedicated to this too. Like we're linking up to go through this together. And I just think that that's such a great thing, but it makes it a point through the step study. So I really like the step studies because it's not, it's, Man, when I look at just my overwhelm through, I have issues, I need to work through it, I don't know what to do. And even sometimes coming to a church, you can feel that way too. Like, I'm agreeing with everything that's being said from the pulpit, but like, how do I just take that next step? And that's where I like CR with the step studies to where it really gives, we're going to walk through the steps, like there's, step by step. There's a method in the madness. In, madness. in, in, in large group, we, we, we learn. And then in small group, as we share, we observe each other where we're at, you know, in our recovery. And then in small group, that's where we actually mentor. That's where we find that accountability partner or that sponsor or just, you know, a soft ear that, you know, let's say I'm going through something, you know, and, and I can I have, have a small group. Hey, before we start the small group, before we start the step study, can we talk? Because I'm not really in a good spot, you know. And so it's constant learning, absorbing and being mentored. And it's doing it in a Christian setting, which, you know, we're believers, but at the same time, it's a safe setting, too, because you're not sitting in a pew with someone that maybe is not that spiritually developed, that don't understand, that doesn't understand that stuff, but yet they're available. The one thing I'm liking is, is I'm hearing you guys, because again, being someone who really has not been a part of a Celebrate Recovery ministry, probably, I went to a few of them here, 
but that was like the Thanksgiving one because there was food, but like not really going to a service or any other thing like that. What what I'm hearing is it's church. It's church, and it's actually church designed basically like church. So you you use terms like sponsors, but we, in a, growing up in a regular Christian setting, would use the term, go out and find yourself a mentor to help you through those phases that you can't get yourself through. Uh, accountability. Find someone who you can relate with who's in there who would keep you on task to make sure you're doing the things you're supposed to do. 12 steps. Discipleship. You know, they're they're all the same thing, but just different words. And what I like about it, it just almost seems like there's more intention with Celebrate Recovery than there is in, in the bigger church scheme of things. There's more intention to actually hit towards the the things that people are dealing with more on a, a deeper basis. And, and a specific, too. Yeah. Like, where at in the church can you go when, like, you know, you have two years of sobriety and all of a sudden, you know, that weekend you slugged back a whole bottle of vodka, you know? You can't really go to anyone in the pews on Sunday because they're just there for their hour and a half of learning and they want to go to lunch. Well, CR is specific and, and we cater to those hurts, habits, and hangups. And that's the thing I'm getting at is that as the church, we should be a place where like if I, you know, it's not where I was two years clean of not drinking and then went back and just had a party. But like I went some time without sinning in the area of cursing or something like that, right? And then I should be able to, and then one day I just did something really frustrating and the word came out or something happened on the freeway and the word came out. The church should be a place where I could come in and be like, hey, you know, I kind of messed up, but, you know, this is where I'm at. And and that's where it seems like CR is. No matter what you're dealing with, you could come in. It's almost like a, and we've talked about on the show, it's taking off the mask. It's really exposing yourself in the rawness of who you are. And, and the church can, I think, for me sitting again, an outside person to it, the church can learn from CR is that if we took off our mask and really exposed ourselves to who we were, we could probably see a lot more growth in our relationship with God. I kind of see the two, kind of if you think of train tracks, right? Mm-hmm. You can't just have the one unless you're a monorail. You got the two tracks. And when we look at the church and as a vehicle for you know preaching the word of God and bringing the gospel, and there is that theological training to like, yeah, Prior to this, I didn't know God as he's revealed himself to be through his word. And there is kind of aligning yourself to all of that, that that takes a full on focus that if you're in the middle of learning those things, that's not the time for, hey, I really screwed up with like the sin thing going on. But then we also have the practicalness to how are you following through on these commandments and keeping yourself pure and, you know, growing through that. So I really see them as two tracks that need to be together and that they serve different purposes and you can't really have one in the other, even though they both need to be there, if that makes sense. I've been in times where people are opening up about just where they're at in life and nobody appreciates the, cool, let me just start quoting all of this scripture at you and tell you all of the stuff. It's like, no, dude, like I'm really struggling. Can you be real with me real quick? Yeah. Like, that's great that you understand that about the Bible, but I have to go home tonight and I'm facing this bad situation. So to really be able to bring those two but I think, Dewey, you said earlier that there's like the invisible wall between the two mm-hmm. to where it's like, well, you're in that. And for people in the church, and I'm using air quotes, but like, oh, those are those other people. But then I've even seen it within CR that you can look at the church as like, oh, those are the normies, right? And like, they don't get it because they haven't gone through these things. And it does become, I don't know, just two separate things rather than being two tracks coming together for the same train. 
it's two tracks kind of trying to run their own monorail system and it, it, it you need both just imagine your, your average preacher or pastor in america that you know probably got saved when you were 17 18 19 really didn't dibble dabble with any kind of major hurt habit or hang up and then week after week people come into that pastor asking about you know uh, you know, I, I was raped or, you know, I, I can't stop slamming heroin or, you know, I can't stop gambling. You know, where does that pastor go? You know, they can only mentor and, and counsel with them so much, but there's got to be their part, you know, what, what, what they can do as an individual when it comes to their own recovery of hurt, habit, hang up. That, that's where CR is all about. Uh, as we're getting close to the, the end of this episode, I want to give you enough time. So uh, I'm going to put it here is how important has CR been in your life? So kind of more like your testimony and your journey through all of this. Yeah, it for me, it's been a bridge because, um, you know, being, being a Christian and traditional 12-step and, and being able to share about my relationship with Jesus and, and my Christian walk and having to sort of dumb it up spiritually. So I, I still choose to participate in traditional 12-step because me, I believe there's a bridge there and I, I'm that conductor. And if there's someone there I can lead to Christ or help even, you know, with their own personal thing going on, I want to be there for them. And at the same time, you know, with my background with 12-step and traditional, you know, 12-step and being here in the church, uh, I, I sort of see myself as that bridge. So CR is like the perfect ministry for me. And at the same time, with COVID at the point, you know, where I'm at right now, you know, I, I struggle with the food. I've been clean and sober like, you know, almost 26 years, but the food still gets to me. I, I, I still binge time to time. I put my weight back on. CR still helps me when it comes to my own recovery. You know, I'm sitting here, I got like five days clean and sober from, you know, compulsive eating. And, you know, I still struggle with it. And and, and that's the thing, like, you know, not everyone's going to get it from day one. And, and that's the best thing about CR. I got leaders that support me. I've got brothers that understand this is where I'm at. So when I invite them over for the fights or something, I'm eating, I'm eating different food. They don't like, you know, judge me or, or they understand my struggle where I'm at. So. You're not watching the UFC fight. They're like, why are you eating rabbit food, Dewey? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, uh, why are you eating rabbit why, Where'd you get that at? I'm like, uh, I bought you pizza. Go ahead and grab it, dude. Yeah. He does. I've been there. We get pizza and we get wings. But I, I what I really enjoyed in all this too, is the discussion of it is that, you know, the idea that CR is a necessity to the church function, like you were saying, Murdoch, that it, it is something that we need. There's a real reason for it. And and for me, even personally, like I've always coming back here to the church where we're at and seeing this CR program has always made me feel like, oh, I belong there also, which is something I enjoyed because there is there are places where I think even as, a, as any Christian, you want to find a place where you can talk about what's really going on in your life and what's that struggle been and being able to just open up and be there for that. And with you coming here and talking about Dewey, I, I really like that because for me coming back here to our church, you were the first person I interacted with that I didn't know at all. And so when I sat down at a table with Dewey, it was like, Dewey seemed like he had his whole life together. He looked from the outskirts successful. He looked, you know, he wore them slick cowboy boots and a cowboy hat back then had his nice pin in his uh, glasses case, would pop that out during small groups. And from, from the look of it, you would think this is a successful man, and which you are. But then when we started talking, you started talking about all of the things that you dealt with. That helped me so much to kind of take off that outer shell and say, okay, now I can be just as vulnerable 
because if this guy be that vulnerable, I can be that vulnerable. So I'm really glad that you reached out and we did this because this has been so much fun for me to hear and, and to hear about what CR really is. Thank you. Yeah, I think that that vulnerability, like that's just such a big thing within because it is about, hey, we're here because we know what the struggle is and that we're seeking to recover. And just the humility that I've witnessed in men and women who have had years of victory in whatever area and then coming to a meeting and saying, you know what, I'm taking this is my newcomer chip because I had a bad weekend and 10 years I'm starting back at day one. But just for their own vulnerability, as you were saying, but their own integrity and just like I'm admitting this before God and before men that I have nothing to hide here knowing that I can proclaim that and keep walking in recovery that, you know, it's not about keeping on airs or hypocrisy or anything, but this is where I'm at. And I'm allowed to be that way with these people and they're supporting me in it. It's just, it's beautiful. So if you're listening and there is a local church that has a celebrate recovery and you think that's someplace you need to go to, go check it out. We're going to say, do that. If you don't know any local churches, get in contact with us at yourchurchfriends@gmail.com. at gmail.com. And we'll help you out. We'll find some for you. And if I don't know any, I'll go contact my friend Dewey here, and he will help me out with it. But uh, we're, we're going to say do that. If you're in the local area, come check out RCR. That's every Friday night. Seven, 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock here in the city of Bellflower. And the church name is Calvary Bellflower. And everyone is more than welcome. I've really enjoyed this in, in this conversation, especially in this, you being in this season of our church friends, like Dewey's probably like both of our church friends. It's so friends. weird to be yeah. serious with you guys because like it's a serious topic, but yeah, we're like the best of friends and you come to my house and watch the fights and everything. We joke around. So sort of weird, but cool, you know? Very cool. Yeah. 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 I mean, we did have that conversation about the old lady who watched porn also, but hey, we'll skip past that one. Yeah, it happens. And we'll wrap yeah. this episode up. So <laughs> <laughs> Murdoch's gone again. I am Chris. <laughs> He's Murdoch laughing. I'm Dewey. And we are your church friends. Thanks for listening. Bye. Why? This is Reed from YCF Kids News with another episode of Read on the Street to see what podcasts people are listening to. Excuse me, sir. Do you listen to podcasts? Yes, I do. In fact, I host my own podcast. You do? What's your podcast name? It's Your Church Friends. Where can they listen to your podcast? It's available on all your favorite podcasting platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Podbeam. Also, if people want, they can come visit our website, yourchurchfriends.rocks. We have all our episodes up there for people to listen to. A link for our online shop with t-shirts, mugs, and other accessories if you feel like supporting us. Our latest YouTube videos, where you can like, subscribe, and share our videos. And a link to join our Facebook group page to get all the latest updates on what's going on with our podcast. Well, thank you for your time. Oh, also, you can listen to our podcast on our YouTube channel. And please buy a shirt if you can. Okay, that's Oh, buy a shirt. Buy a shirt. Yourchurchfriends.rocks. Because we rocks. Get out of here. Ugh. All right, for YCF Kids News, I'm Reed, and this was Reed on the Street.